The content on this channel is for educational and informational purposes only. Nothing we say or do should be considered advice. No tax, legal, accounting, investment, or any other kind of advice. Anything you invest in is at your own risk. Do your own research and consult with professionals. But ba ba we're back. I'm here with my good pal, Joseph. Howdy, everyone. Intern Joseph. Uh, we're going to do some news today. We're going to run through some headlines. Might be a relatively short show. The goal here, though, is for us to be more consistent with the news, which we are going to do every Wednesday. We had some technical difficulty with the, with the channel, uh, and then I was out of town the week before that. So uh, I haven't done Pantera's Bagel Shop, at least not live, for two weeks. And uh, But I think we've got over the technical difficulties hurdle, and now we're going to be more consistent, and everybody will be happy about it. Joseph, first of all, sir, how are you holding up in these most tumultuous of circumstances the end of the world is upon us in all markets, bonds, equities, crypto, oil, gas, inflation, currencies, the the Japanese yen, the Turkish, <laughs> whatever. Everything's yeah. down. What do you yeah. do? Sir? And then second of all, let's get into the news headlines. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at this point, I've I've grown pretty numb to like all the bad news. It just seems like every time I pull up Coindesk and I'm reading the articles, it's just doom and gloom. And I'm just forever doom scrolling on Twitter. Uh, but at this point, at this, at this point, I'm just like, I'm just like absorbing all the good news that I can. And I'm also like on the side picking up new skills. I'm starting to learn how to code in SQL so I can actually start querying the blockchain. Um, and I'm just starting to learn much more about the intricacies of blockchain infrastructure uh, and digging wow. deeper into all of the all the problems about scaling. Uh, and well, so let me, just let me give you some hints on how to code in SQL. Uh, don't ever say you're coding when you're using SQL <laughs> and call it SQL instead of SQL. And then you'll, you're already like, I've already, I've heard that some people don't like the SQL, <laughs> like calling it SQL. So well, I've those, just are, been... those are people that don't know what they're talking about. So don't <laughs> listen to them. All right, let's go. Let's, let's get into the headlines here. Enough banter. All right. Yeah. yeah. We've got important stuff to talk about. First of all, Binance, we got our, our guy CZ who is obsessed with talking about the burn. I think he did mention the Luna classic burn. We're going to cover Luna Classic a little bit because I see some people asking questions about it. Um, what happened with CZ? What did he say? Uh, so this week, CZ's actually got on a little bit under fire. Uh, there was a lot. There was basically a tweet that he sent out uh, July 11th that was identifying a potential Uniswap V3 hack or exploit. Uh, and uh, they he, basically a lot of people just looked at the blockchain explorer and they realized that it was the normal function of the smart contract and that it probably basically wasn't an actual exploit and Uniswap wasn't like to blame for the exploit. They didn't have like an opportunity open for a hacker. Uh, but since he sent out that tweet, a lot of people just started just firing at CZ for spreading FUD, uh, for just basically arming everyone with more fear and uh, uncertainty and doubt into the market. Uh, it was determined that this was a very, very successful phishing attempt. Uh, it was a phishing scam, and after some back and forth with the Uniswap teams, they were able to understand and figure out that this was just flat out a basically an LP NFT phishing scam that happened, and uh, several whales fell for this. Uh, so a lot of Ethereum was compromised here, um, and just in general, lots of people just mad at CZ for basically firing out that it was an exploit of Uniswap. A lot of ETH maxis got their, their feathers ruffled here <laughs> okay um well good good to hear that cz still you know on the prowl still tweeting his uh opinion about things he's a big brain genius but sometimes he just like i don't know tweets things I, maybe for his own personal benefit we'll have to to put a put a pin in that and see if that's true or not 
Um, moving right along, <laughs> this is this is a big headline. So, uh, you know, the markets obviously have been tumultuous now that I've used that word twice uh, and only the first and second time ever in my life. Is the bottom in yet? Uh, there was a CPI print for those of you that don't know con consumer. Actually, it's called it's the crypto pain index. That's what CPI stands for. And uh, that's the what is it? The consumer price pricing index. And it, yeah. it's basically a um, lagging indicator for what inflation numbers look like. Uh, this is how the at least the government or whoever, whatever council comes out with that number defines true inflation. Uh, I'm pretty sure they don't include things like housing and healthcare, which are like things that you actually need, uh, which would be you know better indicators of this. But the the uh, number that everybody was predicting was 8.8 percent .8 inflation year over year. So from this time last year, uh, your your dollar it has gone down eight eight point eight percent in its ability to buy things. Uh, the actual number was 9.1, so not too far off what they were predicting. However, we did see um, a huge like dump in both Bitcoin and in Ethereum. And then uh, the, both have, have sort of recovered um, at, to this point. But uh, interesting numbers coming out. I think this is going to, you know, I think the what, what the side effect of this or the result of this will probably be uh, whenever the FOMC meeting happens here later in the month, are we going to see a 75 bips raise, maybe even 100 bips raise is starting to be circulated in rumors. And, uh, you know, they're doing all they can to kind of stem this inflation and it's really hurting risk assets. Joseph, what's your take on the whole situation here? Uh, I, I, I do think that this is just a worsening condition of the macro. Uh, I think that we're just going to be in this period for a long time. Um, I, I honestly do see the CPI probably stabilizing at some point within 2022, but that's not yet to be seen. And uh, I, I think that we're going to be having more pain in the crypto markets to come, obviously not financial advice. Uh, but I think we're getting into that final territory of like, these are attractive pri like price points to be purchasing at. Uh, if you have a decent time horizon at this point, if you have like a two year, three year time horizon, and we're not talking like bull run, like I want to be a millionaire by the end of the cycle. Uh, like it, it, I, 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 at this point, I'm just kind of absorbing all these news. Uh, and I'm just starting to wonder and question, like, how did you survive the 2008 housing crash? Like, how are you still a human being? <laughs> Cause it just seems like everywhere, uh, everywhere I read everywhere, I'm like just basically perusing the news. There's just so much concern about the inflation numbers. Uh, even the EU is having an energy crisis and a lot of concerns about that potentially negatively affecting their currencies. Uh, a lot of speculation about the euro being like a collapsed currency. Um, and that Arth even Arthur Hayes is kind of being a proponent of this like thesis that Bitcoin is going to be recognized as a safe haven away from those like localized regional economic challenges. Um, so at, in the end, this is making me more of a bull on Bitcoin <laughs> and the, the, the decentralized valuation system that it has at this point. Yeah. And I, I've said this on the record before, but, you know, I think Bitcoin uh, it does lead the charge. Basically it, it's, it'll lead the charge in the bull run and then it'll kind of be like the last to fall, or at least, uh, falls a lot less dramatically than all the alts whenever the, the bubble finally pops at the top. And so I do think this is a good time to, you know, depending on your time horizon, as you said, to look to maybe start scaling in, um, look to maybe start dollar cost averaging Ethereum, Bitcoin, both, you know, relatively cheap compared to where they've been the last couple of years. Um, but again, I, I, the other the other side of that coin is I don't necessarily think this is a bottom. I think that we're going to see some crab walking for a while and just like chop for a while. 
Um, I'm looking at a tweet right now from Miles Deutscher, I think is how you pronounce his last name. But uh, he just said July doesn't get any easier. We just had the CPI print this morning uh, at 830 Eastern. That was today, 13th of July. Uh, the FOMC meeting, that's when they go and they actually make an announcement where they're going to go with interest rates. That is the 26th and 27th of July. So that's coming up in uh, in two weeks here. The U.S. quarter two GDP comes out at the end of July. That's the 28th. Um, and then <clears throat> earnings season commences uh, from late July to mid-August. Some of the companies that are coming out with earnings, July 19th, Netflix, July 20th, Tesla, July 26th, Google and Microsoft, July 27th, Meta, which is like the Facebook, the company that Facebook has renamed itself into. Um, July 28th, Apple and August 4th is Amazon. I'll be interested to see like, you know, Netflix, uh, a company that I think, you know, hugely benefited from lockdowns and things that happened uh, during COVID. Uh, how many people are canceling subscriptions based on just the fact that they can like, you know, leave their house without fear of uh, noxious, whatever COVID chemicals in the air. Um, yeah. So that'll be interesting to see as, as earning season commences, um, you know, what's, what kind of market reaction we get from that. So, you know, I'm, I'm of two minds here. I have a longer time horizon, so I will admit I've got probably right now more spot exposure to Ethereum than I've ever had in my life. Um, Bitcoin, I'm still kind of like uh, re rebuilding my stack here. Um, and, I'll, I, you know, obviously I've got like, not obviously, but I've got a decent amount of cash too that I'm like looking to kind of deploy. Uh, but I think this is, you know, if your time horizon is long enough, it's a decent time to start scaling in. Uh, we could see sort of a crab walk for a while, but as long as you're patient and you're not like, biting your nails, looking at the chart and playing with leverage, like sometimes Pantera likes to do, uh, like, I think you'll be like all right. <laughs> you know, like before yeah, we yeah. went live. <laughs> yeah. So is the bottom in yet? I don't think so. I, I mean, I think it's going to be a long bottom. I will tell you in 2018, uh, the price action was pretty similar to this where it was like, now, now macro environment was different back then, but uh, it pretty much after the initial drop, just like crab walked for a while. Mm. And then in November, uh, it really dropped hardcore on like, I don't know, basically no news. I don't know what the deal was, but November of 2018, I think we saw Bitcoin go as low as like 3000, maybe dipped under 3000. So that was like a final capitulation for people that had been hanging on to, to hope uh, at that point. So just keep in mind that we could see that happen again. Yeah. Uh, ETH has been three digits twice. It would be very poetic if it was three digits three times. That would be poetic to see. Um, but you know, like I said, I, I'm, I'm happy to buy here and, and wait and see what happens with the macro environment as things turn around eventually. And we start to see, uh, what I think inevitably, inevitably will be another bull cycle. So not financial advice as always, but is the bottom in yet? I don't know. Yeah. Does anybody know? Not really. Was, was that November crash that occurred in 2018? Was there any, like, did they attribute that to miners uh, finally capitulating and holding their, like, selling their holdings? Uh, because, like, I know that, like, when you get into these price regions, when you get into these, like, ROI bands, this is, like, the point in time where miners start getting stressed with all their loans on their machinings and all that stuff. So they might have to start selling their Bitcoin. And I know that that traditionally marks kind of like the bottom for Bitcoin. Um, so it's just kind of interesting to see that what what happened in 2018 that really kind of like notified that or was there just speculation on who sold? Uh, I'm sure that there is some narrative that like, you know, yeah. could better explain it than I can. I just remember it was really shitty price action. 
Uh, <laughs> I can't really tell you why or how. If Pete was here, he probably has some theory as to why um, why it happened. We have Ryan Melvy in the comments says, crypto has only existed during easy money periods. Hard to compare this period with last bear market with the Fed tightening. And I agree, actually. Um, you know, yeah. the, the history lesson is, that that Bitcoin itself was created out of the 2008 uh, housing crisis, and after the the government bailouts, you know, it was kind of like, uh, he, here's a way to not have like our tax dollars bail out bad monetary policy, uh, you know, with this decentralized platform. So crypto itself hasn't seen uh, like a, a, a macro environment like this. Now, I do think the market itself is mature enough though that it's going to survive this, even if it gets uglier. Um, but you know, whatever. I could be wrong. I've I've thought things looked pretty sturdy in the past that ended up not working out. So, um, so yeah, I, I always think you know, stay nimble. That's what I tell my friends when they ask me about crypto. I say, you know, you should you should be you should be uh, you should have some big Bitcoin bags and some big Ethereum bags before you start dabbling with like a bunch of alts. And then you know, it's good to be it's good to have cash right now. It's good to uh, I don't know just expand your horizons, maybe buy some property or land or whatever. I know, Joseph, you're a Zoomer. It might not be as easy to buy a house for you young whippersnappers because you're too busy TikToking and not getting to work. But uh, yeah, just, just stay nimble, stay diversified, I think is a good strategy for this period. And then, like I said, I mean, what we've seen in the past, this could be wrong. Uh, but usually what happens when the bull run comes back is Bitcoin will lead the cycle. It'll be a huge Bitcoin move and then the alts will kind of pop off and follow. So uh, not a bad place to be if you're going to take profits in Bitcoin and, and cycle those into the alts for whenever the bull shall return might be 2024, 2023, one of those years. So, yeah, definitely going to be some time. All right. All right. You moving right along one? here. Yeah. So our, the next our, one. Uh, sorry. Go, go ahead. for it. <laughs> no, our, our I mean, favorite hedge fund guys, 3AC, they're in further peril. How could they be in further peril? I thought they were like on the run wearing fake mustaches and glasses. What's uh, what's going on with these guys? Uh, so Zuju uh, finally broke kind of the Twitter silence uh, this week. Uh, he's been kind of basically just MIA. Uh, and there were some court proceedings filed against Three Arrows. Um, and that broke over the weekend. Um, so there's some lawsuits that are actually occurring against Three Arrows. And they're being they're They are allegedly accused of not cooperating. Um, there is a, an attorney that's in Singapore that's claiming to represent them. Uh, and this is basically Suju supplying that like basically proof that they have started engaging uh, and that there is conversations there. Um, part of the solution has been really memed for the past couple of weeks or just for the past week. It's been really memed because Suju basically or just three arrows. Their plan um, was to basically have like have the funds that they owe own equity into three arrows and then have warrants for the Starkware token. Uh, so a lot of people were making jokes saying buy this token so you can make your money back. Um, but in reality, if you're looking through this in a TradFi like lens, uh, this is relatively normal. But I mean, again, there is like truth to the fact that they did kind of just disappear and they have probably fled their countries. Um, and so it's it's a very interesting to see this unfold so violently. Um, but it, it's not looking good for three euros. And the, the contagion effect is definitely going to continue spreading, continue seeing kind of like that that pain across the board at least that's what i think is going to happen but that's basically the situation with three arrows it just keeps evolving and getting worse in my opinion so this this seems like uh suju kind of passing the buck of uh responsibility for at least partial like 
I don't know which one to call it, but some of the bad things. Our good faith to cooperate with the liquidators was met with baiting. Uh, hope that they did exercise good faith. Wart. I, uh, I think he meant to type with the Starkware yeah, token yeah. warrants. So uh, the liquidators just didn't exercise the warrants and just lost, I guess, more money in <laughs> in this fallout. So, um, yeah, it has been crazy. Uh, just like the, the contagion that 3AC and like all of the sort of uh, like totally uncollateralized lending that they were able to do just based on their name alone and sort of their, uh, I guess, their clout in the space. And uh, yeah, who who knows what's going to happen with these guys? Uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, in a couple of years from now, I feel like there's going to be a movie that comes out one day and like Suju and Do Kwon will be like, you know, the lead characters. And <laughs> you think they're we'll going to be super villains? They're going to be like yeah. super portrayed as super villains in that situation. Well, yeah. And of course, like, I mean, I don't know the insides and outs. Like, I can't really speak to 3AC, but, you know, we were talking about this before we went live. I just think uh, some of like the, like the character assassination of Doe and how, and like people online and people that make YouTube videos are like so sure that they have blockchain records of Doe stealing money and they're making some pretty wild claims. And I'm like, yeah. All right. Well, you should be pretty like one, you should be careful because you're just basically like regurgitating things that you heard online. And two, it's very strange that like how adamant these people are uh, about like, oh, guaranteed this is like he's a criminal, like jails, like can't wait for jail. And it's like, <laughs> all right. I mean, you know, in his defense, like he did say, you know, there's a difference between being um, be, like failing and being um, I don't know. What's, what's the word I'm thinking of here? Help I'm me out. Being criminal, I guess, or being, like being like culpable, like, you're like facetious, or maybe not nefarious, facetious, but like nefarious, yeah, be, being mal like malignant, you know, towards yeah, malignant, like your investors. Yeah. And so, I don't know, maybe call me a fool, but I don't think Doe, like, I've always thought he's he was a genuine guy. And, um, you know, again, there is a difference between failing at trying something that's like was pretty hard to do, uh, you know, create a, a decentralized stable coin that isn't pegged to. Or, or is pegged to fiat rather, but doesn't have some sort of, um, you know, exploit with with bankings or centralization. And, um, you know, some of the language that people use online, they're, they're so positive that like there's some criminal activity. I don't know, maybe something will come out in the wash one way or another. Again, I don't know everything. Uh, and, you know, I obviously yeah. have egg on my face from the whole Terra Luna situation to begin with. But I just don't think that, um, you know, some people are like so positive and, and like they've come out of nowhere. It's like inorganic with this character assassination. It's kind of annoying and pissing me off. Yeah. Uh, someone in the comments did ask about, since we're on the subject, um, Terra V2. Any in inside info from Doe about Terra 2.0? I do know that um, TFL is working on some projects with Terra V2. Um, there's a couple pretty interesting ones uh, that a little birdie might have told me about that I plan on covering on my show tomorrow at 4.30 p.m. So if you're interested, I'm going to cover uh, on Bagel Shop basically all of the Terra and Luna Classic, um, I guess you call them protocols, and where, yeah. they ha where they're going and uh, whether they've stuck around or if they're on other chains, what they're doing. I know Kajir is doing some really cool shit they've been building nonstop. They, uh, one, they just they just launched their entire mainnet on on that like Cosmos. Uh, I believe the mainnet is actually live now. Yeah, so they've been making uh, huge progress. Um, big shout out to Dove and all the guys over at Kajira. Um, I know um, a lot of people were asking about. Um, oh my god, my brain isn't working right Mars, now. 
Mars, some, someone, some Astroport maybe. I know there's a lot of speculation that Mars and Astroport are going to probably launch up again, but via via like a Cosmos approach. Uh, but they're slowly making that transition. I bet I bet Delphi is really kind of just surveying where everything's going to lie in the future. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so it'll be interesting to see that, and we're gonna do our best to cover all of that. Uh, Sigma was the one I was thinking of uh, options trading mm. on yeah. Terra. Uh, I know that they are interested in continuing to build on Terra V2. So we'll give all the insights uh, on the show tomorrow whenever I'm solo. And I'll ask Steph to participate, but he sucks at it. So <laughs> I won't ask him too much. Moving right along, since we're also talking about stable coins, we can stay on the uh, stable coin topic here. Uh, Ave introducing GHO. Uh, I guess you pronounce it Go. Is that how you pronounce yeah. it? I think, uh, I think so. Yeah. What's this all about, Joseph? So this is if your if your thirst hasn't been uh, satiated with uh, with UST and you want to get another stablecoin risk exposure exposing vector, I think this is a prime candidate if you want to have a, a nice little stablecoin. Uh, Ave has basically announced and rolled out the framework for a multi collateral backed stablecoin. It's also going to be back. It's going to be pegged to the U.S. dollar. Uh, and this has actually gotten a lot of interest, uh, especially from, obviously, this is coming from Asari. A lot of people are discussing this because Aave is a renowned protocol. Uh, everyone knows what Aave is doing, and everyone knows that Aave has had a huge product market fit uh, in their entire little farming world that they have. Uh, and so now that they have actually introduced this new framework, they have actually started detailing the new kind of burn mechanism that would, or the minting mechanism that would have. And they basically have this like infrastructure where the management of the stablecoin would be almost decentralized in a way where you would approve certain facilitators to be the ones that have the ability to mint and burn go. Uh, and so it's going to be a much more kind of a distributed network. And that, this is a great chart explaining it. It's a little confusing if you're not familiar with the ins and outs of stable coins and how they are developed. Um, but this is a great way to kind of visualize how they're anticipating actually rolling this out. Um, and so we're going to be seeing a lot more. My cat just climbed onto my desk. So apologies, everyone. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, this is this is actually what's going on uh, with the Go stablecoin. And it's going to be rolled out over the next coming months. They haven't officially launched it yet. Uh, but there's going to be much more development in this actual market. Uh, and I know that the, the narrative and the, the need for a decentralized stablecoin is obviously still needed and wanted. And this is Aave's entrance into that uh, because this is going to be a decentralized stablecoin. And that's where they're trying to fill the niche in, uh, kind of fill the void that UST had there. Yeah, interesting. I, I don't know much about it. This is kind of the first time I've seen it, but it's interesting to see that they're willing to uh, allow like multiple protocols to kind of um, like control the the minting and burning mechanism. Um, I think that could be that could be pretty cool. That seems like maybe that was one of the issues with Terra was like, uh, you know, anyone could mint and burn, but there was like a fixed amount. And really, it was like jump who had enough size. They were the only one whose size was was size that could like really facilitate <laughs> that. So uh, decentralizing that and distributing it a bit is is interesting. Uh, I'm quite jaded to to stable coins at this point. Even the centralized ones are like starting to freak yeah. me out at times and keep me awake at night. So um, it'll be interesting. I, I know it's it's definitely a hurdle that needs to be like you know left over in the space. Um, so you know why not Ave? They they've been pretty successful so far with how uh, they've built their their protocol for lending. A uh, couple comments I want to catch up on. 
NCO man in the comments here says, you guys should interview Dove. So, so much going on with Kajira. Would love to know more. The Apollo interview was also super interesting. So big shout out to you, Joseph, in the Apollo interview. Nice. I think you've been <laughs> trying to get a hold of Dove, right? Uh, yeah, I could actually pull up the Discord messages. They have been super busy. Um, so I've been trying to get I've been trying to get Kujira on for an interview since May. But obviously, since May, they've been trying to launch their actual mainnet. Uh, but I believe we have set up or we're trying to set up an official date. Um, if you have any connections with uh, with Dove, please tell Dove to come on to the show. I'd love to get them on for an interview. Just haven't been able to work out scheduling. Uh, so little difficulties there. But yes, absolutely, that's on my to do list. We also have Ape Depth to Ape Depth Toe TV uh, <laughs> says OG lunatics are waiting on new stable coin on 2.0. Any info on roadmap or when it can be released? Unfortunately, I do not have any info on a roadmap for stable coin for Terra 2.0. A little birdie did not mention anything about stable coins to me. Uh, I know people are speculating about it, but I haven't seen any yeah. like substantial evidence that that's actually in the works. I do know that. As far as uh, Cosmos, right now, Axelar is running a bridge for bridged USDC, but uh, there are some other little birdies in the ecosystem who have been in touch with Circle about doing native Cosmos Circle um, USDC. So that is in the works, but I don't know if it's anything more than just initial conversations right now um, for native Cosmos USDC, which isn't necessarily Terra, but is like a step closer to kind of what you need for a lot of these um a lot of these protocols and primitives built on top of terra uh yeah. moving right along we've got the u.s fed my favorite people in the world they release a framework for digital assets i actually saw this um they came out was it was it like a paper or a report did you have a chance to look at this joseph yeah so uh biden back in march joe biden uh the president of the united states decided to get the government to start looking into basically how they would approach uh legal uh legal doctrine for stable coins and for just broader crypto market uh in reality it was pretty bare bones uh it kind of just used all the buzzwords of uh, buzzwords of being like protect consumer interests etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, and one of the key things that I noticed throughout the entire literature was the huge focus on the potentials of doing CBDCs. Uh, and I, I actually clipped out a little bit of an article there or a little bit of a piece of it. Uh, and this, this presents opportunities for U.S. companies to lead in the development of these technical systems for the U.S. government, working with G7 partners to encourage technological development that would support a CBDC. Um, which is basically code for the United States government is actively probably working with blockchain companies, with other forms of companies, and maybe even nations who are interested in adopting CBDCs and other stable coins. Uh, and they're going to flesh out the infrastructure. It's, it's kind of going to be an inevitable move. Um, and it's interesting to see them kind of approach this whole like framework for crypto with CBDCs at the forefront, uh, which is very concerning. I, I don't think anyone here needs to know or needs to like go forward on like understanding why CBDCs are a dangerous vector. Um, but if you can imagine an Orwellian world where they can literally just freeze all your funds no matter what, um, then that's basically what could happen here. Um, it's it's an interesting interesting approach to it. And I think that we're, we're venturing into territories where... Um, that basically decentralized vectors for crypto and blockchain development is going to be our only hope <laughs> for guiding legislation, essentially. Yeah. And I will say, uh, I think it was like two weeks ago, there was a couple hearings. One was um, one was uh, Charles Hoskinson from um, 
from Ethereum, early days of Ethereum fame, and now uh, Cardano. Uh, he was in a committee on Capitol Hill, and then there was another one I can't quite remember. It was um, I I don't I anyway there there was two like pretty important hearings going on ro- revolving around crypto kind of at the same time, yeah. and it didn't seem to me like anyone had like clear actionable uh, like plans at the time they're really just still in discovery mode so i don't think that this is going to happen anytime soon at least not until maybe you know next year um but i wouldn't be surprised if it comes out that it was you know it's circle or some other you know someone that's already doing this that's kind of cooperating and i know circle's been on capitol hill and they're friendly with all the politicians and stuff so um you know i i could see not the government really coming up with their own but rather partnering with some third party that already kind of has it figured out and then making that yeah. sort of the the framework for whatever they decide to do um in the comments shy boogie whatever happened to the 313 btc from lfg great question shy boogie i'm not part of lfg neither is joseph and this is bytes digital group <laughs> formerly known as terabytes we aren't part of lfg we weren't part of tfl Um, so I don't know. Great question. But if you think the 313 Bitcoin that LFG might have or doesn't have or stole or didn't steal is going to make you whole with the UST or the Luna that you lost, I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you. It's not going to, and you might never see it. So move along and, you know, figure out a way to rebuild yourself. And, uh, you know, I wish you all the best. Sorry. I don't know where it is. I don't even really know what you're talking about. Uh, let's move on to the last headline here. Joseph, wrap this show up. Yeah. Near goes IBC. What does that mean? So this is probably my most bullish news article of the day, which is unfortunate. It seems like we're just doom scrolling through all these live streams. Uh, but this is coming out from uh, this is a little bit of older news. At the start of July, uh, there was an, uh, basically a post onto the near uh, proposals area for the governance. Uh, and one of the founders for uh, for near has basically signaled for a, an approach to actually start integrating IBC into the near protocol. Uh, there is an actual interest for seeing how you can generate this. And this is just like some mumbo jumbo for some blockchain, uh, for just some blockchain mumbo jumbo. But at the end of the day, they're basically signaling support and actual interest for going onto an IBC compatible blockchain infrastructure, uh, connecting non, this is a great tweak focusing on this, connecting non-Cosmos based ecosystem via IBC is a major step forward for the multi-chain narrative and enables cross-chain transactions and messages to be facilitated much more securely securely and reliably. Uh, And I think that that's a great way to phrase it and a great way to approach this. Um, And we're already starting to see kind of this flight of this narrative going into the bear market. Uh, It's the focus on how can we scale if we do effectively achieve this mass scale adoption where you have one chain that is basically facilitating gaming, you have another chain that's facilitating metaverse stuff, or you have another chain that's basically like focusing on degen trade farming. Um, there's going to be basically the concern of scaling, and that's always going to be a problem. Uh, and then you have infrastructure that can't really talk to one another. And so IBC is basically the first foray into solving that problem. Right now, it's kind of clunky from a UX perspective. You do have to use your Kepler wallet and kind of just like bounce from chain to chain, and it's a little monotonous. Uh, but with the release of interchain accounts, you're going to start seeing this like this uniform experience where it doesn't matter what wallet you're using on on these different chains. Kujira is going to have its own app chain. You're going to have your own app chain with DYDX. Uh, And it seems like Nier is going to be kind of entering itself into this new flirting with IBC. 
all in all, I'm super excited for this. I can't wait to see this develop into like more of a direction for actually integrating it. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely excited around here to see as uh, Cosmos and IBC continues to grow. Uh, it'll definitely be, you know, one of the big hurdles of user experiences like bridging and all this shit that's like a huge pain in the ass and super scary and you don't know where your assets went. So it'll be nice once that's all, uh, you know, nice and smooth and obfuscated away. Uh, yeah. Was that the last headline, Joseph? Yeah, that's that's all I've got today. If you if you want to start going live streaming and uh, all your trading patterns, that'd be great. Obviously not financial advice, but it's 10 out of 10 entertainment. <laughs> Would recommend. <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm underwater right now on a on an ETH short, so hopefully the tide will turn <laughs> by the t by the next time we go we go live. Uh, nice. <laughs> yeah. But um cool. Well, we appreciate everybody for tuning in on YouTube as always. Like, rate, share, subscribe. Um, all that fun stuff. I'll be live tomorrow, 4.30 Eastern to talk about Terra V2 and all the projects that have either left or stayed. Uh, again, sorry, last week we had some technical difficulties with the YouTube channel uh, connecting to our streaming service, so I wasn't able to go live. Um, and then Fridays, Joseph is live on Twitter for happy hour. We've had Sefi join us there as well. Um, I have you know bounced in and out, so... Uh, and that's more, you know, just kind of come in and talk about whatever. We start with some headlines, but then we can, of course, move into talking about anything. And it's it's kind of reminiscent of the old happy hour days back when we used to do them on Telegram, but now we do them on Twitter spaces. So uh, grab yourself a nice cold lemonade, maybe throw a little Tito's vodka in it and join us uh, Friday. And that's usually what time, Joseph? 5 p.m. Eastern? Yeah, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks again, everybody, for watching, and uh, we appreciate it. And we don't really have a sign off yet, but uh, <laughs> as always, keep doing what you're doing out there. <laughs> Go stare at the minute chart. That's 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 the endorsement. Go stare yeah. at the charts. <laughs> don't stare directly into the sun, and don't stare directly at one minute charts. Cheers. <laughs> Take care.